Hello world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Oh, my goodness. It is great to be talking to you all again. It has just been, if you've been listening to my podcast, I know there have been very few of them. The past uh, month, I have been incredibly sick, and it is just so good to feel like myself again. I I think I said something similar about a week ago, and uh, the universe stepped in and smacked me upside the head. Uh, Apparently, I wasn't quite as um, healed up as I thought I was, and my body was still doing a lot of healing. You know, that is our body's job. By the way, good morning, Shelly Shearer here, Living Well with Shell, and you are on the podcast, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, as usual, getting ahead of myself. I just, some mornings I get pretty excited because I'm very fortunate. I live a very fortunate life, and I'm so grateful for a very specific gift that I have, and it's called the Sacred Gift of Knowledge. You've heard me talk on Sacred Gifts before. Hopefully you have listened to my interview with with, um, Monique uh, McDonald. Uh, on the Sacred Gifts. She was, uh, I guess, on my show about a month and a half ago or so. And know that, and I want you to hear me, I want you to know this, we all have gifts. Everyone has one, two, three, very unique. They are innate, in other words, you were born with it, gifts that you have. And the reason most people don't think they have gifts is because it comes easy for them. Okay. Now, I wasn't a great student. I was a good student, but I by by no means was one of those straight-A honor roll students. The funny thing is, I have three girlfriends, I had tracked this in my life, who were, especially two of them. These are girls with, um, actually, no, there are three of them, because I was going to make the comment multiple degrees, and that includes the third one. I'm not sure one of my, one of the three was uh, always on the honor roll, two of them always were, but these three women, amazing women that have been in my life since grade school, were honor roll people, incredibly bright, almost every single one of them has more than one degree, none of that was me. Yet they come to me for information. It, so it just kind of makes me laugh. So there's a really good example. That's not about my ego. This is about you understanding what I'm trying to say here. I have a gift of knowledge. That means that I love and I find it easy to go find out information. It's like a drug for me. It's like when I was researching for my 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 ionic foot bath. Sorry, still struggling a little bit with the phlegm on my chest, but I'm going to talk about the foot bath in just a sec. That was easy for me. Once I actually decide I want to know something, excuse me, I, I get a little obsessive actually. I will research books, internet articles, talk to people. In fact, I my ionic foot bath did arrive, by the way, that I spoke about uh, over the last two podcasts three days ago, and I got using it right away. It was, it's just, I am so thrilled with this product, and um, for me, because I don't mind things that are a little bit fussier, if the quality's there, I didn't need it to be all spa pretty and, and, and easy to use. I don't mind having the quality and then having a stainless steel array that I have to clean every time and pack away, and th- it, those are just things that just don't bother me, okay? And my unit looks a bit industrial, which can put some people off. But I am great with that kind of stuff because one, I found a company uh, that has an owner that is just so 
focused on helping other people. And his product is so affordable for the average person. That is just amazing. And I can share it with my friends and family, charge a small fee, 20 or $30, and it just covers the cost of new arrays and my time for, 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 uh, for while they're with me. And I have to say, I've had three girlfriends already show up this week and have one done. And it also gave me a chance to catch up with them for 30 minutes. I've been sick for a month. I haven't been able to socialize, keep up with my friendships. And it was just for me, I was giving back, I was sharing, and I was having my friends back in my life. That was just all a huge win-win for me. But finding out about all that knowledge, that was easy for me. So because it's very easy, just like my gift of hospitality, inviting some into my, someone into my home, looking after them, that is no effort for me. That is huge effort for some people. So therefore, because we think it's easy, or we know it's easy, or maybe we're not even aware, we don't think we have these gifts. Take my word for it, you have gifts. What would be amazing for every one of my listeners and everyone in the world is for them to find out what they are because you'll live just a happier, more fulfilled life and you'll feel more on purpose. And being on purpose is just so important. So today was great because <clears throat> I actually had, uh, I'm in a coaching course and my coach has not been waiting patiently because he has many other clients, but him and, and my secondary coach, there's two of them that I work with, they have just been more than patient with my illness and knowing that I am running a bit behind in this course we're in, but we have a year that we're coaching together and they're very clear, Shelly, your timing's just a little off and January 1st, we're going to rock and roll with you. I am great with that, and I'm also great with the knowledge of knowing that I just don't have to stress about a lot of technical stuff, because I don't believe in life and our businesses, you should be stressing about things that you're not good at. Knowledge I'm good at comes easy, it's a gift. Hospitality, service, I those things I don't think twice. They come very, very naturally to me. Bookkeeping I'm very good at, I have a gift for it. I only enjoy it when I'm using my gift of service and knowledge. Excuse me. <clears throat> when I have to grind through shoeboxes and, and things like that, I get very frustrated, which happened this week because I'm doing a lot of catch-up, being behind from being sick, and I get very, very frustrated, and it brings a lot of anxiety for me now in my life with my fibromyalgia. I truly believe they're just kind of related. There's just things that chemically are going on in my body and my system that just says, you know what, there's things that upset me. And I, they upset me more than they used to. I've always been able to kind of drudge my way through this. Now, maybe part of that, and it's something you might want to consider in your life, we do a lot of things for a why. Well, I'm 51 years of age. I'm pretty clear about that. I'm, not, I'm very transparent about my age and, and things like that. I booked keep. I did bookkeeping and then eventually more senior financial work and have ran a company for 26 years because I had a skill set and I had a son and I was a single mother. I had a very strong why. See, that why doesn't exist for me anymore. And I sometimes wonder if that's also part of the problem. I don't have to get up every morning and take on clients I don't want to work for in order to feed a six-year-old. He is 29 years of age, and really, I work now to make sure I keep my car on the road, my health done, and I have some spending money for my six-year-old granddaughter. But it's not, do you understand what I'm saying? It's not that driving force that it was when I was younger, which is why I'm coaching and, and, and sort of expanding my, my career base because 
I'm not fulfilled in that particular career any longer. I'm good at it. My clients appreciate me very much, which, you know, it's a wonderful ego rub. I, I, I appreciate that. But it, it causes me a fair bit of anxiety if things aren't going the right way or things are too big of a mess. I really seem to be thriving a little better when I teach someone to fish. So you know the old proverb in the Bible, um, uh, give a man a fish, it kind of goes with the, that whole parable of uh, Jesus in the, and uh, feeding the multitude with the, the fish and the wine from the little boy or whatever it was um, on the hillside. And it comes from that parable where if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but you teach a man a fish and you fed him for life. I'm the second part of that. I've always been a big believer in it anyways in my own life. But see, now that my life is 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 uh, affecting so many outside sources, it's becoming very much more of a, a mantra. I want to teach you to understand your finances and handle them a little hands-on so that you feel an ownership and a knowledge about money. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Just I'll repeat that one more time. Money is not evil. The Bible never really even truly meant it that way. The love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, money for me is just, it's just a tool. It's just a toy. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love all the things it buys. I love all the good I can do with it. I love paying my tithes. I love helping someone else. I can sometimes be a little bit of a cheapskate uh, and worry, but that is my upbringing. That's n nurture. My nature isn't that way at all, to be quite honest. My nature is really just to, yeah, sure, you want it, have it. <laughs> um, and my nurture steps in sometimes from my mother's upbringing to say, hey, whoa, what you doing there? So to me, that's just how money is for me. I love it, and I do stress when I don't have it, but I don't love having it. I love using it. That's the difference. So ask yourself that question in your life. In fact, this isn't what I was gonna. This isn't even what I was going to podcast on today. However, this came up with a very dear friend and client this week, who was having a bit of trouble with accepting that her business is doing really well. In other words, she was having trouble accepting abundance. And be very clear. When I talk about, you know, clearing pain from the body and, and using a lot of energy work, which, by the way, if I got something fun for you guys, a little fun fact that from 2003 and uh, two scientists and a Nobel Peace Prize uh, winner that has changed a lot of our thinking about our bodies, and you should change your mind too, is, um, I know I get rather blunt about that, is she was standing in her own way. Her business is doing great, and she is an amazing woman. Her and her husband, they have raised two children, most of it on one salary, eating organically. They travel extensively. And when they decided to upgrade their house, they kept their old one and put a renter in it. And they're in their 50s. Do you know, the? there's not even, I don't know, the top 20% of North America that can live like that and have no debt. Like, we're, t we're also talking people that are not living, like, there's a lot of people that live much better lifestyles than they do, but they're living it on borrowed time and borrowed money, okay? These people are not. So, the fact that she was struggling with this, I just found so unique, and I did one of my, you know, love smack you upside the head moments of get your head out of your butt. You do deserve this. Everyone deserves this, but I truly believe she does more than most. Because she has just been so disciplined, so loving, so giving her entire life. 
and she's accomplished so much and she just wasn't recognizing it. Don't let yourself get into that slide, into that uh, sensation. And if you're not aware of it and wondering why everything in your life is always going wrong, talk to someone. Talk to me for crying out loud if you want to. You can always reach me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Send me a message because you do deserve the best in life. And sometimes we're subconsciously sabotaging so much of our own success. And that is just a, that is a whole course, not just a podcast. Anyways, where was I going with all of this? So Monday was Halloween. I'm just going to jump off to another topic here. And it's a huge thing in our neighborhood. I prayed. Oh, I prayed, prayed, prayed. That's my uh, timer in my, uh, in my sauna. Sorry, guys, about that. And I'm, I, there's no way I can edit it out now. So we're just going to have to be stuck with it this time. I love dual, dual uh, uh, accomplishments, so I'm doing what I need to do for my health right now. I'm detoxing and fighting this cold and getting my immune system built back up. The antibiotics are done. My very first ionic foot bath was revolting. I put a picture on Facebook. It was just, it was just full of everything to do with my lungs and the antibiotics. It was just dark blackyish and green and bright uh orangey brown, which is all lung congestion, the antibiotics, and uh, and now I'm a lot of mucus, a lot of bubbling. <clears throat> the funny thing was, I didn't have a lot of yeast or can, which leads to candida. So you know, I'm very very grateful for that because that uh, in your digestive tract, when you're on antibiotics, that is a whole other nightmare. So be aware, a eh, when you're on um, a and Canadians, I do say it. Be aware that if you're on doses of antibiotics afterwards, you need to work to now fix what that's done to your body. That's Antibiotics are not a good thing. They're a life-saving sometimes and disease-fighting uh, medicine, but they are bad for your body. You need to get yourself on a good, strong acidophilus or some sort of um, you know, gut support, and you need to uh, get out sweating and how we go for a run, get into a sauna, use an ionic foot bath at, at one of the, your local spas or naturopaths, have a massage, you need to drain your lymph gl glands, you need to get that crap out of your body. It, if you could have seen and smelt what came into my body the first 48 hours, because I'm using my foot bath every day, not to mention the acid. So the first foot bath I did when it arrived three days ago, my feet turned bright red with a rash all over, and it kind of freaked me out, so I quickly read, you know, what's going on. It's acid. That is a reaction to people that are very acidic. Now, I'm acidic by nature. It runs genetically in my family. My dad's side, my uncles were all like I am. We eat our, through our jewelry and we tarnish things. But I can clean silver with my hand. It's a cute little uh, party trick. If uh, I can do, and my girlfriends are all aware of it, they'll hand me their jewelry literally at a table one for dinner. Shell, can you clean my bracelet? Really? But yes, yes, I can. So when you have illness, unfortunately, that increases acidic acidity and cancer thrives in an acidic environment. So just be aware that if you're running around thinking everything's woo-woo, you're just going to get sick. I'm sorry, unless you're looking after yourself. I mean, the chances are you're going to get sick. I shouldn't say you're going to get sick. Lots of people smoke and drink into their 90s and live like crap and never get sick. Well, you know what? Their nature is just, genetically, it's just fabulous. That's not the case for the average person, okay? So you do need to look after yourself. And as we age, and we've lived in this toxic environment in North America, and really any industrialized nation, we're just exposed to so much. So the thing I wanted to mention about the Nobel Peace Prize winner is there's a great, Michael put a great comment in his pamphlet that came with my um, Ionic Body Balancer uh, foot bath in the fact that in 2003, these, these two scientists discovered 
that unlike our previous belief that we receive nutrients through our body and such through osmosis, which is a water membrane type process, and I am not a scientist, so you just go Google this somewhere. They discovered it works a different way, and a lot of it has to do with electrical charge, I think is really what it kind of boils down to. The bottom line is our bodies are electrical, and we have discovered this now at, at our mitochondria level inside of a cell. There is an electrical charge. Well, let me tell you how that supports things like ionic foot baths, um, biofeedback, uh, even touch and healing, because you've got one electrical being touching another electrical being. It's no different than flipping a switch or turning on a uh, battery-powered flashlight, guys. Our bodies are just that. Water and electricity, which normally don't go together, I get it. But in our particular case, they do. And um, saline makes that kind of all happen, if, if memory serves me right from chemistry class. And the fact that that has actually now been proven in a scientific, it should open your mind to the fact that things that have been for... 50, 60 years, if not longer, been considered the last 200 years very woo-woo since the advance of modern medicine, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. If you are using treatments that are talking the same language as your body, which is why I went with this foot bath, because it's analog. Um, and honestly, I have quite a bit of energy today, if you probably have noticed from my voice. <laughs> and I have not had enough sleep, I have to say. These... Uh, particular brand of foot baths because it's analog can create a charge in the body that's positive. Now, after I have one, because I'm detoxing so much illness and so much toxins, I'm very lethargic. And I, yesterday again, for the second time, I had to go nap. First day, I actually got a bit sick, had a terrible headache. All my joints ached. I felt like I'd kind of gained five pounds in water, feeling a little nauseous. Well, you know what? What shows up in the water in your foot bath, they say now, is only maybe about 10 to 20 at the most percent of the detoxing that goes on. It's just, what's um, uh, something's really tiny, uh, microscopic, sorry. Microscopic things come through the 2,000 pores in your feet into the water because you've got an electrical charge that's detaching. So all it's doing is the negative and positive charges are, ca are counteracting each other and causing the toxins in your body to detach from the cells. Okay, it's really actually, I, I got, it's really kind of not rocket science. Just understanding that it's really quite simple chemistry and biology really kind of does help, I think. So just to kind of know that, men or women. I've been doing this on my husband as well. He's been very tolerant. He's very much against alternative medicine. And his foot bath is literally black because he's a fairly heavy drinker and his liver is just detoxing into that water. And he doesn't seem to have the smell that mine does because he hasn't been on antibiotics, but tons of mucus, tons of liver detoxing because of his drinking. And, um, and uh, he does smoke cigars every now and then. So he is doing lung and, and liver stuff that's just showing up in this water. And it is just... Oh, it is like tar. And as Shrek always says, better out than in. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I am a believer in these programs anyways, but now there's scientific fact to back it up. So I, I really am quite excited about that. And I have to say, having people here this past week and listening to their stories and some of their health issues and what's coming out of the foot bath and I'm able to sort of identifying it was, was amazing. It was just it was just so fulfilling. Good health is the number one important thing in life as far as I'm concerned. And this is why. As a business owner for 26 years, without health, 
I didn't work. And if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. I'm self-employed. There's no sick days. There's no union to protect me. I don't work. I don't get paid. Very similar to the scripture in the Bible. He who doesn't work doesn't eat. I'm paraphrasing that, but that's kind of what it boils down to. So I, I've lived that. I walk that talk because I've had to since I was 22 years, 21 really, years of age. Um, I've had to. And I'm a believer in it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm glad I've got a husband that makes T4 income and has paid for a vacation and a medical plan. I'm actually a big proponent of one person being self-employed and one working for the man, but that's just me. Um, however, <clears throat> again, I, I just so apologize for the coughing and the umming and the sewing with my chest, but I really just wanted to reach out today so desperately and tell you what's going on and what's on my mind. That we kind of had that covered but the bottom line is I don't, I don't work, I don't, I don't eat. Well, that just can't happen. So when my husband's looking at me after two and a half weeks and saying, I've never seen you this sick, you know what? He's right. Part of that is because I've worked very hard to always stay healthy. Now, yes, I did lots of stressful overexertion things that I believe truly brought on my fibro. Uh, my, my system just needed to be slowed down uh, in a huge manner. And, uh, and I'm managing it better every day. But... That's kind of my personality, and I'm getting old enough now that my body just says, hey, I just can't keep up this pace. So if you own a business, you need to be healthy. If you are the owner of that business, you so desperately need to stay healthy. Because especially medium to small businesses, dollars to donuts, even if you have like under 20 employees, the buck really does stop with you. There's uh, under 10 employees. Like, by the time you hit 20 employees, you better, and I mean this seriously, you better have some competent managers in place that allow you to do what you do best. You better not be doing bookkeeping or sales if you're crappy at it or managing the manufacturing facility if you're crappy at it. You better be doing what you do best, keeping your vision, doing what you do, and there better be some paid professionals out there looking on your payroll, doing what you need to have done so you can do what you need to have done. That being said, you are probably still like I say, the man or woman, that the buck stops there. So you need to be healthy. Plus, you're making big decisions in a business every day. Whether your business is half a million dollars or five million dollars, you're making decisions that affect not only you, but employees, subcontractors, even suppliers that, and your customers that you're purchasing from or selling to. They rely on you. And if your business goes under, you're just another you know, disappointment, another failed business, another place for people and customers to say, oh, we got to quit trusting these small businesses because they always go under or they're doing this. Don't be that person. Stay healthy because if you are making poor decisions due to poor mental clarity or illness, you need to address that. It needs to be a priority. So try and get your head around that if you can. Try and get your head around that. And I know I went on to a tangent for Halloween and I lost my train of thought completely. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. I've nattered enough about the business. Just know that that's why I, I keep sliding back into the health and wellness stuff, even though my expertise and, and experience is in business. Because without one, you can't do the other. And mental clarity is just such a huge thing for business owners. So let's go back to Halloween. Because let me tell you, I prayed like a son of a gun all day long while I was working, watching that rain. It was literally bouncing off the sidewalk in our neighborhood until 4 o'clock. And the weather forecast called for rain the entire evening into the next morning, really the whole week. We're going away on our a vacation next week. Thank heavens. Um, and this rain is just not stopping. Okay, It's just not stopping. So I'm just going to leave it behind and go to the Caribbean. And for all those people that's, that might consider stalking my Facebook page, there are house sitters in my house. Don't come here and break in. 
So, just kidding. So Halloween's a big deal when it stopped raining at four. My gratitude was just endless, just endless. I was so grateful. So everyone dresses up here. The parents, I, I saw almost no parents that weren't in costumes, even though we only got about 60 kids. Every kid's sort of a big deal. Parents are in costumes. We have fireworks. It's it's just a, a it's this it's been going on in this neighborhood for close to thirty years, long before we got here. It's a tradition, and the older people that live here, they still put in their twenty bucks for the fireworks, even if they don't get out to them. They just contribute, and they make it part of what our community is all about. So let me tell you how grateful I was when it all just came together, because you really in BC Canada on the west coast in. October, beginning of November, we really have no right to expect no rain. I'm sorry, it's going to rain out of February, March, really. That's just the deal. So we're, we're just grateful. We're grateful for those. And it's Halloween. So I was going to speak on tolerance because I saw so much crap on Facebook. People complaining about poor kids coming into their neighborhood. Really? If you have a neighborhood that other children are too poor to live in, then you should be grateful that you have the money to buy the extra 20 bucks of chocolate or candy and hand it out to them. Now, I did hear some weird stuff where people were bussing in like 500 kids. I don't have any respect for that. That's, that's, just, that's just wrong as far as I'm concerned. I think neighborhood things should be about neighborhoods, but I grew up later in life where my son did on 20 acres. There was no one to trick-or-treat down there, so I'd get in a vehicle. I'd go to my old neighborhood where I grew up. Everyone, of course, wanted to see the baby. And then I went to my aunt's place, which is kind of one of those neighborhoods about 15 minutes from me that kids tend to go to, a little more well-off, houses are closer together, so you kind of get a, you know, you get good bang for your buck there. However... Barring the busing of 500 kids, which I don't know who put that together, but those people on the buses should be ashamed. Uh, other kids just coming into a neighborhood because maybe they live someplace unsafe or an apartment or they're just, they know they're just going to get better candy in your neighborhood. Suck it up. And you should be ashamed of yourself for complaining. You obviously do not have enough gratitude in your life. I know I'm being very blunt and if I'm insulting you, I do apologize for that. But you do need to, to think outside your own sphere of selfishness. Be grateful that you are giving those kids a memory, that you can afford the candy you put in their baskets, because those kids are going to be raised with that memory. And maybe there's some little kid there that you're going to aspire to break the cycle of poverty. Poverty is a cycle, people. Sometimes it comes across, comes to people from events or whatever, but nine times out of ten, it is usually lack of education generation upon generation, we do what we're expected and what we see. I watched a father start a business. I watched a father work hard. I watched my father become successful. I followed in his footsteps. There are statistical facts in Canada that welfare kids, parents raise welfare kids. It's what they know. They don't know any different. And unfortunately in the United States, lack of education and safety, and you guys have a, a very different system down there. We have poverty up here. Of course we do. And there's areas where you walk into and go, oh, kind of like trashy, or you make some, make some slide comment, snide comment like that. But in a lot of manners, our demographics live together quite closely. We're in the States. I, I just found it so odd when my godchildren moved down there that you've got, you know, a, a black or Hispanic neighborhood, and they can be 10 blocks away from an affluent neighborhood. Sorry, but nine times out of 10, I found it was white. 
and they don't mix together. You don't have apartment buildings in the $5 million houses where someone making $25,000 a year is living. I didn't see a lot of that. It was like people drove in in their clunkers in the morning to mow your lawn, clean your house, look after your kids, and then they left. In our culture in Canada, nine times out of ten, that person that's arriving to do those things lives next door or two doors down, and he's just walked over, or she's walked over, to uh, do your yards, clean your house, or look after your kids, and probably drives a car almost equivalent to yours. So we, we definitely have a bit, little bit different of a cultural mentality in Canada, and so for us looking into the States, it's not a judgment, it's just we don't quite understand how that separation, you know, occurred. Now, I, I understand that you have history, slavery, and... Um, illegal aliens that have caused a lot of cultural divide. And so you've tended to, my my opinion, I guess, or my observation is that you've built on that segregation. But in Canada, everyone just got dumped here. We just all arrived. Granted, the British beat the French and we won and we're an English-speaking country for the most part. But really, I live in a part of Canada where my demographic is half Oriental and East Indian. Like, there's just white people who are not the majority, even remotely. So I don't really... I don't live in that every day. And again, like I say, just as likely that they will live next to you with five families in a house, in a million-dollar house, next to your million-dollar house, and, uh, and live in your same neighborhood. few exceptions, but I'm, I'm just sort of generalizing. Yeah, see, I hope, you're, I hope you're on page with me and can understand what I'm trying to say here. Okay, enough about that. So I guess what I, on Monday, I didn't podcast when I meant to, but I just the day got away from me. And I really, by Tuesday, wanted to speak on tolerance because... We do have so little of it, and I actually was well enough this morning to sit on my coaching call, or not coaching specifically to me, it was a group coaching call by our coach, and Sam spoke on um, expectations in our businesses, what are our expectations, and like tolerance, I find that another sort of word that can be very negative and needs to be uh, addressed or pondered perhaps is the better term. You need to realize where you have tolerance and intolerance, why you have certain expectations and, and or like my girlfriend don't have expectations like for an abundance, that sort of thing. These things need to be addressed and you need to understand them about yourself. So think about that. Have tolerance, have gratitude. There are so many people that have so little. And I have, I am never, ever not shocked when I see pictures of happy poverty ridden children. Children don't know any different. They don't really truly understand that they're not sleeping in a $1,000 bed and wearing $1,000 shoes. They only learn that because we teach it to them in our culture. As long as they've got food, clean water, they get sleep, and they've got friends to play with, most of the time kids are fairly happy in any country on the planet. We just need to keep them safe. We need to keep them with clean water, and we need to educate. I am a freak show about that. I am so sick of the our North American countries and such zipping into these other countries with our guns and our soldiers. Go in and educate. It'll take three generations. Just educate them and change their minds. They will. They'll start a revolution from within, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe a tad naive. I do understand that. And I also believe that as an educated, industrialized nation with good armies, Canada and the United States does have peacekeeping responsibilities around the world. It's not really our job to stick our nose into everyone else's business, but when you need help, I believe we should be there. I truly believe that we have a calling. But I'd so much rather see us spending endeavors on clean water and education because when a person is educated and has a choice in how they think and what they know, they will make things happen for themselves. Alrighty. I will catch you all on the flip side and have a great day, everyone.
Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.